0: Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I, I don't know what's going on with my voice here. Anyways, this is a really quick episode of We The GamerCats. It's very special. I just had a chance to talk with Paul Harris, the Senior Manager Platform at Xbox Canada, and I figured I would record it and let you guys in on a few of the questions that I had after Microsoft's press conference just a couple of days ago. So no no real intro here other than to say thank you to uh ryan over at xbox and to paul harris for taking some time out of his e3 schedule talk to me today and i hope you guys enjoy it real really quick this is just maybe for a little bathroom break or uh while you're listening to this in the shower i don't know whatever you guys do i hope you enjoy here he is paul harris Wonderful. Well, thank you again for taking time. I've got kind of three main areas that I want to talk to you today. I want to talk about the console, the, the Xbox One X, I want to talk about the games, and then I also want to talk about the deals and the details around those details, if that's okay with you, Paul. Sounds good. So first, my first question is, when did the development for the the Xbox One X begin? And, and sort of like what prompted uh, Xbox to start building the most powerful console around?
1: Yeah, the the development actually started in 2012 and uh, the team was really committed to looking at what would be the next technological step in order to ensure that we had a really good reason to develop the most powerful console in the world. And that reason, and we mentioned it a lot on stage, is for true 4K gaming. So in the development in 2012, we looked towards the future and thought that this next step would be a significant and important step for the gamer to ensure that they have a rich gaming experience in 4k Um, and 2017 just seems to be the right year.
0: So talk to me about this sort of um, straddling that we seem to be doing. I am of the mind that this is now the future. This is what we will be getting from now on with consoles where it's, I have a hard time thinking like are we going to have anything beyond Xbox One? I feel like we're going to continue getting iterations. Is this a taste of what's to come and maybe are there some challenges with um, selling a console that isn't ne- really the next generational leap but in my mind what I'm seeing, the capabilities that the Xbox One X provides is maybe even more than what we saw from the 360 to the One.
1: Yeah, I think I think what we've or well, our intention is to ensure that when you purchase Xbox games and accessories from the Xbox One to the Xbox, or sorry, One to One S to One X, is to ensure that you can continue to utilize that investment, both in your accessories as well as the gameplay. In terms of what's next after that, I don't, I don't necessarily know, but this is kind of the generational step that we've decided to take on this one because of the significant upgrade that 1080p to 4K uh, allows.
0: So, yeah, and you mentioned, 10, what, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask about 1080p as well. Uh, I'm I'm sort of locked in in my setup on 1080p, and it's really sort of bottlenecked by my by my home theater receiver. So 4K isn't in my near future. What can somebody like me expect in terms of benefits from the One X?
1: Yeah. So the the One X, uh, because of the the beast horsepower that it that it has, the uh, the Xbox One X will actually, or sorry, One X will actually play better on 1080p. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all games will play better, and it, it will. You'll have faster load times. You'll have uh, if the games allow for dynamic scaling or dynamic frame rates. You'll have better frame rates and better, uh, better display. So it definitely is a worthwhile to upgrade. While you wait and modify your setup to ensure that it can support four K, but for the near term, it will. All games will play better on the Xbox One X.
0: I can't wait. And I'm even a sucker for, for a console that looks as great as as the One X does. I really enjoyed my upgrade just from a aesthetic standpoint from my original, my day one uh, Xbox One to, yeah. the, to the S was awesome.
1: Yes, yeah, and- it, it is a, a beautiful piece of, uh, of craftsmanship by the uh, engineering team that it, it banged out a good, really good console.
0: Definitely. How are how are developers? And my question is more specifically uh, targeted towards like third party developers. Right? Do you know how anybody outside of the Xbox camp how are they repl- how are they responding to developing with this kind of horsepower?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's been some really positive news out of out of uh, the show so far in terms of developers embracing, uh, expanding, uh, their they're sort of expanding, but developing on the Xbox One X platform. Uh, earlier this year, we released dev kits, and uh, all of the developers so far are providing extreme positive feedback on how easy they are to develop for to ensure that they're able to update their games or provide 4K updates. So we actually announced that 70 games will have uh, Xbox better on Scorpio, so some form of uh, update in terms of the visual fidelity or otherwise. But um, I think what we're really looking forward to Sorry, I think what we're really looking forward to is seeing is what creative things they can do out of the tech kit this year.
0: Definitely, um, I'm going to shift a little bit in terms of the games here too. Um, what what are some of the big uh, with the big push, what's the big push for for holiday season here? I know we've got Forza Seven coming in. I'm a huge fan of the Forza series, and it sort of revived my my love for racing games. I, I mentioned at the start of the call. I started with Xbox with Project Gotham Racing, and uh, so I'm wondering yeah. what's the what's the big push? Like, what do you see as being you have like there, this is a this is a proposition that you absolutely cannot turn down? Yeah,
1: I think I think if you look the quality and quantity of third-party games this holiday is significant i mean we're, we're starting the year in canada with nhl that usually kicks it off the us Madden, but then we have destiny call of duty Assassin's Creed, origins uh what the lord of the rings franchise like this this holiday is truly a really great time to be a gamer and then from us we have Fort Seven and crackdown which are fan favorites as you mentioned from your project dark all the way to Four to seven. You've been with us on that, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're looking for uh, a nice, cute little tale that, or sorry, cute little story that's getting some pretty positive buzz with Super's Lucky Tale. So,
0: so cute! It's, it's, I, oh, uh, you, it was a bit of a trick on everybody. I think we're wondering when uh, when Conquer's coming back. So that the little yeah, yeah, that, that little fun. character. Uh, do you guys have anything up your sleeves? Is there? Any, I know that you won't be able to announce anything today, but is there anything? Another point in the year before the holiday season hits? Is there a Gamescom or anything else that we could look forward to, where Xbox might be uh, releasing any new news for the for the rest of 2017?
1: I think uh, we have plans to release information throughout the summer, so just keep tuned to the Xbox Y or or wherever uh, wherever you get your Xbox data. But I think we will have a really exciting summer as we approach the Xbox
0: One X launch. Nice. Okay, so my last sort of uh, set of questions here has to do with some of the deals and the details going around with the games and the third parties. Um, do you think that, I guess I'll frame a question like this, how important do you think the deals with third parties and, and locking down marketing deals are when it comes to selling a console that plays sort of the same, uh, maybe a little bit of a shared library with, with competing consoles?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, our approach this year was to feature the diverse lineup of both third and first party as well as the ID at, Xbox, uh, ID at Xbox program games to ensure that we were showing the variety and richness of the titles that we have available both from console exclusivity perspective but also in terms of the third-party ecosystem.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and that really, that really was our focus this year is to ensure that we are showing what's available and shining a light on those maybe smaller studios because, as you did mention, all of the best AAA games are available on all platforms and we like we like to definitely say that they will play the best on Xbox One X
0: and is that something that we can look forward to? I just thought I saw news that uh, D- Destiny is going to be locked to 30 frames per second. And I have to imagine that the Xbox One X is capable of a little bit more. It's I feel like the power that we're seeing out of there is comparable to an above average, if not high end PC, which is and on PC we see unlocked frame rates. Um, maybe what's your what's your take on some of the marketing deals that may be handcuffing the performance that we're going to see out of the Xbox One X?
1: I think you'll see each individual studio kind of approach the how they develop for Xbox One X separately. I think what you definitely will see though is faster load times on any title because we have the horsepower. And we announced a couple of weeks ago that if you're not using all 12 or 9 gigs of RAM, that we will uh, we'll be able to utilize them to improve your overall gaming experience. So even if uh, even if exclusivity deals are locking uh, to an inferior performance in the Xbox One X. And we'll have the uh, we'll have the advantage with load times and and just smoother execution and, and play
0: totally and 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 listeners of of mine my audience has known me to be a huge advocate for load times i have no patience for sitting around for minutes and minutes in between dies or even the initial load screens it's it's too much so this for me is a big deal and i hope that the gamers around the world are connecting with that as well my last question has to do with the exclusivity deals i know that this was a big push during the, the during the press conference we had uh, 20 plus console exclusives or console launch exclusives talk to me about the balance between the, the decision to have or the business decision of having exclusivity and then the gamer friendly decision especially when it comes to timed exclusivity i feel like timed exclusivity was a was a focus but we didn't really hear those words we, we sort of saw xbox take a different take on on the timed exclusivity
1: yeah, I think, I mean, it's, uh, it's an interesting time in the market. I think, um, what we really wanted to do though is with those exclusivities is just showcase some of the smaller titles and just really shine a light, uh, to make sure that they are getting the attention that they deserve. So I think that was our approach with the uh, console exclusivities, um, this E3 and we are looking forward to, uh, making sure that those titles launch successfully and and get out in the market and maybe bring a a second cuphead out there and ensuring that it gets the attention it deserves.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Paul. I really appreciate it. I I know E3's got to be an absolutely crazy time for you. Um, I wish you guys all the best of luck with the launch of the 1X and thank you again.
1: Thank you very much. We appreciate you uh, your, your fanship as well as you calling in and talking. Thank you.